Daniel. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 30. And as you're turning there, I shall pray over the word. Praise the Lord. Lord, I just thank you for this sanctuary. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word, Lord. What you've placed on my heart for us as a people and as a church, Lord. And I pray, O Holy Spirit, for the anointing that sets the captives free. The anointing that heals the brokenhearted. The anointing that brings liberty, Lord. Holy Spirit, I can't do this. I don't want to do it in my own strength or understanding. But I'm asking you to take control. Take it to a place where it's on the heart of God this morning. Take your word and bring it to a place where you want to release and heal and deliver. Whatever needs to be done this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Acts 10 from verse 30. So Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing, and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we're all present to be before God to hear all the things commanded by, to you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteously is accepted by him. The words which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Whom he killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. Not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen by, before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sin. Praise God. Praise God. I was meditating on this scripture and I was sort of blown away in the sense of what an amazing moment. What an amazing moment we have in the, 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 the start of the church history as it was. And what we have here is, is one man's hunger could bring a change. Incredible. Incredible to think about that one man's hunger could bring a change in the church. And you've got to remember, Cornelius hadn't got what we had. He didn't know about Jesus. Maybe he heard about him, but he hadn't got that relationship that we have. 
but there was something within him that God was going to use. And it, it talks in, in the start of chapter 10, it talks about how he gave alms, he prayed, he fasted. So in, in our sight, he's, he's almost like a Christian. But he hadn't got this relationship with the Lord. But there was something within him that God had seen. Something within him. And it was a hungry heart. It was a hungry heart. He prayed fasted. He gave continuously unto the Lord. But within his heart, there was something more. And you know, the title that I want to bring this morning is, It's Time to Go Through Your Door. And I believe for Cornelius, there was a time. He was in a time now for entering in for what God had for him. And for some here and for us as a church, I believe with all of my heart, we are in a time as a church for entering into the open door that's before us. Not only as a church, but as a people individually as well for your life. And just like Cornelius, he was in that moment of time when God was going to use him to bring change into the church, which we'll, we'll, I'll talk about later. So here's, here's my first point. If you have a hungry heart, there is something that God can do through you that will amaze you and amaze all those around you. What we see here is when Cornelius was fasting and praying and giving unto the Lord, there was something within him, something within him for more. And you know, it doesn't say what his prayer was, but I believe it's as simple as this, Lord, I need more. Lord, I'm hungry for more. Lord, I'm desiring more. God, I'm crying out to you for more. And in all that I'm doing, in all the fasting that I'm doing, in all the, the giving that I'm giving to missions and whatever it is, and all the praying I'm doing, there is something within me for more. And you know, I, I, I believe for us as a church, we're in that moment in history where there is something within us for more as a church. There is something I believe God has placed within you as well that there's got to be more than this. Even with all the blessings, like I look at Cornelius and I think of all the blessings that not only had he received, but that he gave as well. But within him, there was something more. And I believe God wants to stir it up within us this morning. Stir up your heart that there be a place where you are hungry for more of God, especially in these latter days. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah, well-known portion of Scripture, you know it very well, but let me just touch on it. In Jeremiah 11, for I know the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. They will call upon you and pray to you and I will listen to you and I will seek. when you will seek me and find me, you will search me with all of your heart. For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. We love that portion of scripture, but here's another one. Here's another part of it. Then you will call upon me. And go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And if you would seek me and find me, you will search me with all in your heart. And what we see here is something incredible. Not only have we see the promises of God, but it's in a place where we look to Jeremiah. And the time in Jeremiah, the, the children of Israel, or the, the, the calling on the, the nation of Israel, they were in bondage and captivity again. But there was something within them even then. They were crying out, there's got to be more than this. There was a hunger within them that they had, they had heard of God. They had been delivered from God, from, from slavery. But there was something in them that were crying out for God. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be more, more than this. And like Cornelius, I believe what he said was, this is less than what I've been created for. This is less than what I've been created for. I've been created for more than this. Hallelujah. 
I've been created for such a time as this that that God will place such a hunger in my heart in these latter days especially that I may see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that not stirring in your heart in these days like no other? For such a time as this, a season as this, it's time to go through your open door. It's time to go through your open door. In Luke 11, 9 it says, everyone who asks receives. Everyone everyone it's not just for the pastors and the preachers and the teachers this is for everyone in these days I you know in, in my life and walking with the Lord over 20 years I've such a hunger in me to see more of the Lord such a hunger and a desire in me I want more Jesus Christ in these latter days than no other time in history I want to see his glory come I want to see the power of God come hallelujah in these days, there's got to be something stirring within us that, rather than accepting what they're saying about us or who we are in the outside world. We've got to believe once again that there's got to be a hunger within us to see more of Jesus, the more of Jesus being revealed to us. I am, even in my 20-year walk, I have not come to the place where I'm satisfied in where I am and who I am as a man of God. I'm not satisfied with my walk in God. Even though I'm doing nothing, wrong I'm giving to the poor I'm praying I'm fasting but I'm believing there's got to be more I want to see the glory of heaven descend upon us as a church I want to see the glory of God descend among me as a person where I can walk in the power of God in these days like no other hallelujah that's what I want to see the church raised up and I'm not talking to church you know globally or corporately together I'm talking about us as a church Because what matters to to God's heart now is what I'm saying to you as a church and as a people. He's not talking to other churches through me. He's talking to you as his chosen, beloved of the Lord, accepted of the Lord, separated for his glory. Hallelujah. And you know, in Acts 10, when Cornelius had this vision, he had a vision and he'd seen it. And he says, when he had this vision of the angel, he says, what is it, Lord? What is it? What is it that you want me to do? What is it? And I can almost imagine saying, speak to me. Oh, hallelujah. Speak to me. That's my cry. That's my cry to the Lord. And it's okay. You know, I I was brought up in church where you don't ask for yourself. But you've got to remember what Cornelius was asking for was for himself, but it was going to bring glory to God. And that's okay. It's okay to ask, Lord, speak to me. Give me a word for me. Oh, hallelujah. Give me a word for me. It's not about me glorifying myself. It's not about me edifying myself. But Lord, give me a word for me. What would you have me do? What would you have me say? Where would you have me go? Put that hunger within my heart that I may bring change into everywhere I go. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's time to go through your open door. And we see when Peter came. Now here here we go. This is an incredible thing. When Peter came, it says, Cornelius fell at his foot. To worship him. And Peter picks him up okay. But that was the hunger in the man. And it says all his household gathered as well. And I believe what happened here is. Cornelius was a man. Who gave. Fasted and prayed. And his people seen this. So when they gathered. They knew what they were gathering. 
in a righteous person as it is, they were gathering around him to hear something that was going to happen. He had a vision of an angel. He told his people, he told his family, and they all trusted him because they believed in his actions, not his words. What he had done brought them to a place where they gathered as well. But here it is. When Peter was sharing about the resurrection, when Peter was sharing about Jesus, I could almost hear Cornelius saying, could I have that as well? Could that be for me as well? When you talk about the book of Acts and the Pentecost and the Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples in the upper room, surely Cornelius was saying, can I have that as well? Can I attain to that as well? Can I grab hold of that? When, when Peter talked about the resurrection, I'm sure Cornelius said, can we have that as well? And then it says, while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Like in another day of Pentecost, Pastor talked about it last week. In, in one room, in the upper room, there was such a move of God. And here we see in another room, another room where Cornelius and his, his family have come and his war colleagues have come. And there he is. And it, the incredible thing about it is, while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit moved. And that's my prayer. Why should we wait for the church to, to, to finish the sermon? I, I, my prayer is that as soon as the chord is struck up, that, that the Holy Spirit comes in on a meeting and touches lives who are hungry for God once again. Hallelujah, not waiting for me to close a meeting or a pastor to close a meeting to give an altar call. But all of a sudden, God turns up. The Holy Spirit comes in, touches hearts, touches life, because we're hungry for the move of God once again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No time span in church, but all of a sudden, the move of the Holy Spirit, the move of the Holy Spirit coming upon us because each one of us come into the sanctuary with such a hunger within us for the things of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. May God stir that hunger up within you if you haven't got it. Ask, ask, ask. If you ask for bread, will he give you a stone or a scorpion? No, God is, is true to his promises and true to his word. Hallelujah. Such a hunger. Use me. That's what's the problem. Use me, God. Are you asking you, God, to use me in these latter days? This hunger within us. Stirred up within us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But here it is. The incredible thing. I was meditating on this. One man. Cornelius. Hungry for God. Brought about a move of the Holy Spirit that brought you and I into the reality of what we have. The church at that time had stayed in the, I won't say comfort zone, but they'd stayed in their known world as it was. And all they were preaching to was the Jews. Preaching to the Jews. And what we see here it's God changing that all around. Hallelujah. We are here because of this man. Think about that for one moment. One man's hunger brought a change to a church. And generations 
and generations and generations after that, we are still in the, having the effect of it. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Praise God. Think about this for one moment. One man's hunger, which is you and I, can bring a change into not only the church, but into nations and generations and generations and generations after us. Isn't that incredible? Think about it. Grab hold of that. I pray, Holy Spirit, give the revelation now. Give it to us. One man's hunger can bring change to generation after generation after generation. So what you do now can determine the future generations and how they shall live. Wow. You and I have been brought into that place because of one man's hunger. One man's hunger. Wow. Mind blowing. That just blew me away. God used one man because he was hungry and because that one man walked through the door. That one man walked through the door. He was willing. What do you want me to do now? He had to play a part in it. He could have waited after the vision and said, okay, Lord, you know, if you could send Simon Peter about three o'clock, I'd be off work then. No, he sent, he sent for Peter to come. So maybe your change is making that phone call or going next or banging on that door or knocking on that door. I don't know what that change in your life is to bring about that change. I don't know what door you have to walk through, but the Lord has opened the door before you. See, I believe with all of my heart, this season that we're in, it's not about asking door to open doors. I'm not about asking the Lord to open doors for us. I believe we're in a season now the doors are open. They're open. And the Lord is saying, I just require you to step in. Step through. Believe me. I will lead you. I will guide you. One man's faith. One man's obedience to the word. One man's vision. Brought about a change to generations to come. Hallelujah. It's time to go through your door. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you have a hungry heart for God, you have no idea what God's going to do through you and in your life. No idea. We limit God with our mindset. We limit God with our mindset. But I'm here to tell you this morning, from the heart of God, we have no idea. Oh, no idea what God can do through you and in you to bring about change to those around you and change into a nation. This man, Cornelius, not only brought change to a nation, but he brought change to the known world that we have today because of his hunger. Hallelujah. Man, that's mind-blowing. Incredible. One hungry heart, what an open door. Hallelujah. But here's something else. While Cornelius was having his vision, God was speaking to the man of God on the roof in a vision. While Cornelius was hungry, hungering for the things of God, God had already chosen someone to bring about that change. There is someone out there that is the instrument for you bringing the glory of God and the power of God into your life, into our church's life, and into what is going to happen in your family's life. You understand what happened with Cornelius? Not only he changed, but it says they were all touched. 
the Holy Spirit came. And you've got to realize God doesn't force himself on anyone. He's a gentleman. So what we're seeing here is the hungry, not as only Canadians hungry, but the, it's his whole family. It's his servants. They're all hungry for the things of God. And all of a sudden, God just pours in. Oh, hallelujah. He pours in. He touches and he reveals himself to him. He reveals Jesus to them, hallelujah. And from that place, the incredible change takes place in society. And the incredible place takes change in the church. The disciples, Peter had to go and even explain to the other disciples what he, they heard that he sat with the Gentiles. And he said, yes, I sat with the Gentiles, but let me tell you what happened. Oh, hallelujah. And that is what I believe we're moving into as a people and as a church. Where we're going to sit with people that are aiming to the word of God. That they don't know the things of God. And we're going to sit with them and tell them how, how God changed your life. How God delivered you. How God freed you. How God restored you. How God brought you to a place of fullness. Hallelujah. And how that hunger in your heart is not moved or dispelled or, 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 or diminished in any way. Hallelujah. People, men and women of God, we're in this moment, in this moment of stepping through our door, in this moment, the open door is there. I'm not kicking it in. I don't have to even knock anymore. I believe we're all in my heart. There's an open door ahead of us. There's an open door now. And to finish off, in Revelation 3, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh praise God, praise God. In Revelation 3 verse 7, it talks about the faithful church. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door that no one can shut it. For you have little strength, I've kept my word, and have not denied my name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I was reading this portion of scripture, I was meditating, I felt like this was us as a church. In the eyes of all those around us. You know, we are little insignificant, but I tell you what we have. We have kept the faith. <laughs> we've endured. We've trusted the Lord. We've believed. And now for as a church, I believe in, in an incredible history, in our history as a church, we've an open door before us. We've an open door before us where we are walking through and we are going to see such amazing things we have never dreamt of or believed before or seen before. We are moving into a place, hallelujah, hallelujah. And when I'm talking about the church, I'm talking about Shirley, Sharon, Solomon. I'm talking about you as the church. <laughs> I believe God if you have that hunger, may it keep going with it, keep going with it, keep going with it. If you haven't got that hunger, ask the Lord for it. He will give it to you. Ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Knock and seek. 
He will give it to you. Believe me, I know it. He's given it to me. He's given it to the leadership. He's given it to the pastors. I know it and I don't want it to dispel. I don't want it to diminish. I want to go on from glory to glory to glory to glory to see the glory of God, not only in our church, because that doesn't help us. Uh, in essence of moving on I want to see the glory in our church that we may take it from here move out into the streets move into the families and bring change not only to those around us but into nation after nation after nation hallelujah one man was hungry Cornelius one man one man he gave he prayed he fasted and yet generation after generation after generation after generation nation after nation after nation such change came into them because of one man's belief, one man's hunger, it's time to walk through our door, hallelujah. It's time for you and I to step in, do what needs to be done. What a journey awaits you as long as you step through. See, the world, I'm going to finish off with this. The world will not believe until we do. <laughs> it's time. Oh, hallelujah. It's time to believe again. It's time to see the glory of God. It's time. You know, I, I was meditating on this. I was saying, Lord, you know, I, I, Pastor would know this as well. I, I remember back in the younger days, Lord, when I was running to the altar, running to the altar, running to the altar, continually, even when the preacher was talking about something I hadn't a clue about, I just kept such hunger, such hunger, and saying, Lord, you know, is that gone? And the Lord spoke, said, no, it wasn't gone. It hasn't gone. The reason I was running to the altar because I had a lot of stuff to deal with. That's gone. <laughs> That's gone. But the hunger within me is still there. That hunger to see the glory of God in my life, give it to me, Lord. As I said to you, it's nothing wrong with asking for it for yourself. Give it to me, Lord. Because here it is. God could trust Cornelius. He could trust him because he'd seen his heart. And what I'm saying, what I believe the Lord would say to you, I can trust you. I can trust you with it. Because I know your heart, that you will take it from here and bring change. That you will take it from here. You will take it from here. You won't hold it for yourself. And you will bring change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall we pray? Jesus.